welcome everybody. Uh, we're gonna start getting right into it. People are gonna keep streaming in as we go. But first of all, I wanna say welcome to Alban. I believe we all said that correctly, right, Alban? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, awesome, man. Uh, glad to have you and you know, we're excited to talk about your music. Yeah, man, welcome, welcome. This Thank is a big day. Me. We're celebrating Alban and his release, second album in, in one year. Well, yeah. it's crazy, man. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So premiere was today, right? Correct. You released today. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a, a soft premiere. I had um, released a single, and it was a Sheryl Crow cover of uh, The Strong Strong Enough. Definitely want to talk about that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I released uh, a bit ago, but like I kind of like I was saying, I had these things laying around and um, wanted to figure out a way to like put them out in the world because I didn't feel like they feel very like artistic to me, um, which is cool. But like you know, art and marketing and all that stuff doesn't always work so well together. And so I kind of was like trying to figure out how to like push towards like community collaboration and like staying real to like what it is and whatever. And so my friend who uh, is a writer at this uh, magazine, Cultural Collide, wrote this like quarantine piece for me. Well, we kind of did it together or whatever. She wrote it and uh, we just had like really candid conversations and I released the song strong enough and then we're doing this together here for the, for the rest of the work. So yeah, that's kind of been the whole vibe of, the, of this EP is just like homegrown. Okay. Um, I mean, for people that don't know, like, how do you, how would you kind of, I don't know, define like your sound, your music, like? Um, I mean, you know, it's like indie rock, I guess, which like no one likes to like put themselves in a box, but like it is, you know, rock music because it has all the basic elements of, of a, a rock song, drums, yeah. guitar, bass, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm obsessed with melody and like, I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to integrate, like, this is me trying to integrate more, like, I would say rock quality to, like, symphonic, melodic sound. Cause like, there's obviously the violin and all that. And like, I feel like if you stripped away the drums and like, didn't have lyrics, like it could be, could have the energy of like a small symphony or like a soundtrack or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess, I guess it's indie rock to the most part. So from your press kit, uh, you mentioned, I mean, you cited a few like Grizzly Bear, uh, who I'm a big fan of, and you also cited uh, the soundtrack, Peter Pan, which I found was kind of interesting. Like, how does that play into your music? Um, well, Grizzly Bear, like, I think that they're just like such a quintessential like indie rock band. Yeah. And I remember growing up and listening to them and being like, holy shit, like that set the bar for me of being like, this is like the ultimate kind of current collaborative sound where like when you hear that it's like every element like the drums are amazing the production's amazing it's like not too far out there but at the same time it is and I don't know it for some reason I guess I've always seen them as like a bar to meet or go above um yeah. whether or not I've done that yet is arguable but <laughs> uh yeah, I, I really love them. And as like a rock band and whatever, just a current indie rock band, I think they're they're really amazing. Um, and of course, like their harmonies and the way they use melody is like so inspiring for my sound. Um, and then Peter Pan, the soundtrack for the 1953 Disney movie is just like 
super whimsical and playful and like it's a lot of this really interesting lute that I am like super in love with and uh I find the whole thing just to be really dreamy and, and perfect honestly it like it adds to like the actual visual elements of that movie because all that's like hand drawn and so perfect but then even if you listen to it alone it just like takes your mind to a place where you can dream and uh I think that's the point of music I guess is to like bring you to another place you know yeah I mean I can definitely say like this this whole project has that feel to it so it just like when I first read it, I was like Peter Pan, that's kind of a weird, uh, yeah. you know, sighting. But when I like started listening to it, I could definitely feel that influence of that more dreamscape type sound. So I totally. thought that was really cool. Totally, totally. And you also, um, you talked about, you wrote this, I think you said after a brutal stint in New York, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was like working for this fucking asshole visual artist who, uh, he was just a gnarly guy. He, he to be fair, he came from a really weird background and like had all these crazy things and he like made it in New York when um everybody was coming up like John Chamberlain who is like his mentor who's like this like junk visual artist who creates these crazy sculptures out of literal junk um but like they sell for tons of money now John Chamberlain's died this guy was his like protege and so he came up in New York, was like Joni Mitchell's best friend, blah, 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 blah. But he was just like such an asshole and totally treated me so poorly. And along with a friend who I was working with uh, him for, but it was like really important for me because on a certain level, I like connected with him really deeply and uh, was able to really empathize with him. And it kind of showed me like this dude had everything. Like he had made it as an artist. He totally did it through the back doors of society. Like, and uh, he had a beautiful studio, beautiful houses, blah, 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 but he was a miserable person. And uh, it just like really resonated with me. And it was like one of those lessons where I'm like, damn, I really needed to see that because life is so not goal oriented in that way. Like you can get everything you want, but if you're not doing what's true to you and if you're not doing, I think like, you know, the values based work, then like you end up you know, old and alone, even if you have everything and everybody with you, like your heart dries up. And so that was kind of my feelings, like in the song Find Out, it's like, it talks a lot about like telling somebody before they die, like, can you, can you have them find out what it means to be like faithful for your, to yourself, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, that, that whole song is just like a conversation I'm having with myself about like, leaving behind this idea of like almost being like okay I've checked all the boxes but like why am I not receiving the things that I thought I was going to receive yeah and um it it, it kind of was just going back to that mindset that like this guy had which was just like well I'm doing everything but I'm still a victim or something you know yeah. and opposed to just being like no like I'm gonna actively like move towards the things that I'm bad at like being empathetic or compassionate or whatever. And like, it's funny because obviously like in today's world right now, like I think everybody needs to perhaps like move towards more compassionate and empathetic and collective ways of being. So I guess the album works uh, in that way. But huh. yeah, like, I don't know. I, I wrote it during that time. I also was like going through a gnarly breakup um, with someone who I love very much and like, 
it was like one of those things where again like I was transforming my idea of like what it means to hold love or have love for somebody and how it's not always in like relationship form because you know that's just the way life is but it was just breaking barriers and then I went to Colombia to backpack with like I don't know the little money I had because it was a super cheap place to be and I wrote all a bunch of these songs there and I was just like super lonely backpacking and I like really was like doing my thing on a, on a solo uh, mission I guess I don't know I wasn't really like trying to make friends or do much I was just kind of like in this introspective place and so yeah a lot of these songs were just like born through I guess hardship which you hear is always some sort of motif through like good art or art yeah. in general but um yeah I don't know that's kind of how these were born but it took time and they hatched really slowly and a lot of them I tried to not overcomplicate. you know like I didn't add lyrics where I didn't think there needed to be lyrics or I didn't uh kind of plundificate uh, like upon like all these ideas like on on the song kiss me it's just like me repeating myself a thousand times and it just resonates so yeah yeah it's all kind of like i said homegrown cool so yeah. i think we should just you know start getting to the music um i'm just gonna play through it you know from beginning to end and uh give you a little room to talk about each song uh the first one obviously is try to be lost i don't know if you have any story behind that one yeah Oh, you want me to say now? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and say oh. now, though, play it. Um, I wrote that one in like 2015, probably, and I was working a shitty corporate job, and I told myself I was going to quit and work, actually go work for that artist, and uh, I realized that in that moment of being like, holy shit, I'm totally not knowing what I'm doing or getting into, it was just that, again, popping a bubble and just being like, fuck yeah, like, being lost is the answer like that excitement that I felt and like getting into that and kind of embracing that um, perspective as like a youthful person it just helped me to like move into that chapter and just move into myself grow into myself in a way that was like exciting and embracing the space opposed to like you know freaking out and, and trying to just like build a space okay yeah cool yeah. Well, let's, let's check it out. Track one. Track Try one. To Try to be lost. <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> I like yeah. that one. I like that one a lot. Like, uh, obviously, the intro and that really caught my attention when you like sent it to us. I was like, well, well, I can definitely hear the grizzly bear kind of influences and in, like that type of song. Like, it's very atmospheric into how, you know, how they do their music and sound. And I, I, I thought it was super dope. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, my, uh, my. I don't know. That song took a really long time to figure out because uh, the demo is really cool and it was super raw when I recorded it and it was the first time I was able to like use my voice in a really confident way I remember and so trying to re-record it was really difficult for me but the part about in the middle this is kind of fun but I talk about this guy named August Spies and he was the creator of Anarchy and I found out I was living in his apartment well that he once lived in in Chicago at the time when I wrote that song and uh, he got hung he was like killed by the police like publicly for being an anarchist and I thought he was just such an inspiring figure and it like made me feel really like I don't know made me feel like affirmation because I was like fuck yeah like I'm on this path I'm doing my thing and like to feel connected to this person who is like on some shit before you know it was even in the public way of thinking like he was a fucking anarchist and I don't even know when it was like late 1800s maybe or early 1900s and he was he was peaceful and stuff too um but it was just interesting and i remember just feeling like a sense of affirmation from the universe i was like august spies he doesn't tell lies and that's why he cries and uh wrote that little like nursery rhyme in there because i thought it was kind of funny and it was like paying homage to him and uh yeah i don't know just a fun fact that's like I, I, I like that song yeah thank you. very cool thank you very cool Hell yeah. so uh find out is there any interesting stories behind track number two um i wrote this song in columbia i remember that and i shared it with this really cool korean friend i had made and they were like nice i really like the beginning <laughs> and that was like literally it but yeah it's it's just begging the question of being like like i said like kind of being stuck in this mindset of being like oh well how long do i have to like be true to myself to attain some sense of freedom but like um i was kind of writing about this like as i've grown up you just find out it's a holistic picture and it's a forever thing you know it's like yeah being true to yourself and pursuing freedom and uh, all the other elements of human living that we sometimes like, like to compartmentalize or separate from our existence. It's like, no, it's like we have to just every day try to integrate all those things in order to attain some sort of feeling of freedom or something. I don't know. Still haven't gotten the answer, but huh. working towards it. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's find out. Let's play it right now.
<laughs> yeah. Uh, that actually brings up a question I wanted to ask uh, you, Alvin, about um, production and how you um, uh, layer like the instrumentation. Because I was thinking about just like um, the string instruments and how that sounds like there might be like electric guitar over like violin and stuff like that. And I was just wondering about your thought process and like how you, you know, just do that yeah. lovely stuff you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, this whole project was like kind of the first time I've ever been able to work in a studio that was like really nice and had nice stuff and nice mics. And um, I tried to just like fully indulge in the experience of being in a, a place like that and being able to use all the sonic qualities of it. Um, but I don't know, I've always really loved like dense sounding things like a symphony or an orchestra or just like Beach Boy harmonies, whatever, like the dense, mm -hmm. the dense alignment of all that stuff is always really like enticing to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of just like hear it when I'm playing it and I'm like, oh, like I, I'm so musically illiterate. Like I have no idea. I'm not classically trained, and but I'm kind of just like, that could be either like a whistle, an organ, or a violin. Let's try violin because I can't play that. You know, and like, mm. um, I had a friend, one of my best friends from Chicago, I'm originally from Chicago, who's out here, lived with this like violinist. And um, I asked him to come in and he was like so stoked and just came in and played all this stuff. And we kind of just like experimented together. And I was like, is this possible? Like this note or whatever. And literally that was it, just like, Nice. of um what do you call that uh i'm completely forgetting what i'm trying to say here but we we just tried shit out and basically like a spontaneous sort of creativity and then yeah like collaborative effort like you were talking about just like getting back to like community and like you know that that building totally yeah and then this guy sasha smith who uh is this awesome keyboardist like or just uh pianist i guess he played um he's all over this and like again that was me just being like hey try this and like he'd be like oh word like is this the note you're looking for and like you know would make shapes with his hands that I have no fucking clue what they are but I was like yeah that sounds good and so it's literally just a matter of like working with people like that and uh giving things a go um so it was yeah it was pretty like pretty eye-opening for me to to be able to make this stuff and work with people who um Kind of were professionals in some way um, well it sounds very polished and very professional and like i love all the different layers to like that song in particular yeah thank you yeah i i think that's a that has a really special place because that song was like for sure like this kind of uh turning point for me to be like oh damn okay like this is me making something uh and totally just like dictating what what part should go where and like somehow i did it and uh before then, I think I was doing everything in my bedroom and, you know, to do it with people live in a professional, somewhat professional way, mm -hmm. felt cool, so. Sounds cool. Thank you. Sounds, yeah, man. Sounds dope. <laughs> Super yeah. cool. All right, uh, Columbia Biological Reserve? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Anything, uh, any, any interesting story behind that one? Yeah, I mean, I was just on this, Actually, so my sister came to visit me in Colombia when I was backpacking. We uh, 
found this like weird hiking thing that was in like kind of the outskirts of like the Caribbean coast in Columbia, found this biological reserve. She went back to Chicago. I ended up staying there for three weeks and had a really crazy, just weird experiences there. Like there's just like, I was working for free basically, or staying for free and working in exchange. And uh, I just had to do a lot of gnarly shit and like deal with nature in a really weird way. And for some reason I came up with this song as my representation of <laughs> that time there. But a lot of spiders and snakes and just fucked up things that gave me nightmares. But I made this song. <laughs> I made the song out of it, so. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, let's get to it. has that like kind of whimsical feel to it that's i think the song that most reminding like that peter pan kind of whimsical nature totally yeah that um that for sure like i don't know yeah it has a special place visually for me in my mind um because i don't think about all the bad things that i was describing it's like i guess maybe more reminiscent of like overcoming that and then like being in a place of um, stability or like for me really what I see when I hear that is like a snowstorm it's like I really don't like snow I live in Los Angeles but grew up in Chicago and like there is something really beautiful about being in an experience and immersed in it and like especially when you can be curious about it and I feel like I don't know if that makes sense but it represents kind of that immersion or that feeling of like immersion yeah uh, in whatever experience you're having yeah, definitely a very visual kind of song, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. 
All right, uh, Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, this one's just about like, I, I just love the melody. I wrote this probably in 2014. Um, and I don't know, I was always really afraid to like move along with it because there's a lot of like, there's just so much dynamic to the song and I really wasn't sure how to record it. Um, and finally I was just like, okay, fuck it. I'm gonna like make a super linear song where it's literally the same parts and different ideas on each part. And so that's what this is. And then like, obviously lyrically, it's just about the idea of like moving forward um, with some ease and self-compassion and um, kind of the idea of embracing, again, the process of whatever it is you're going through and whatever you're going from. All right, let's, uh, let's check it out. Mm -hmm. Kiss me on the head Tell me not to worry What's the point in growing If you're in a hurry Kiss me on the 
the vocals, man. I really like the vocals in that song. Hell yeah, thank you. Uh, have you always um, sang in that sort of like falsetto, higher octave? Yeah, it's like, I don't know why, but yeah, I have. <laughs> I mean, it's really beautiful. It flo it's, like, it, it's like you're floating over the, the, the music, you know? Yeah, I, I think that it's interesting because I think that like, as I'm growing into learning how to do all of this and especially sing, like I'm realizing that like it's helpful for me because it's like literally harnessing the energy and creating like a tighter airway that I can like project this higher sound through and singing low and getting like texturally rich results that I think are like genuine and good. It requires you to be like a lot more relaxed and kind of like yeah, I don't know. It's it's like it takes less effort, but more effort mentally or something. So mm. I'm kind of trying to learn how to do that more um, and just generally like move into a more genuine way of delivering vocal stuff. But yeah, no, that I think that all of this, this whole record, that's my like one qualm is like a lot of the delivery I think is really high, which I, I do like and it like fits and obviously like was a choice, but uh, as I grow, I'm realizing that like that for me is sort of a cover up. It's like I can sing high, like if I really want to, like that's my that's easy for me. And the hard thing is actually being relaxed and, and singing in a lower tone. Um, and I think with that said, like I don't know, there's something really awesome about like hearing people sing in a low in a low um, tone or whatever, and like you can dream the high parts or like hear the falsettos or like adding little bits of falsetto parts because it's like then it leads your ear and your brain to like develop the other parts or like you know sometimes you'll hear a song and like you'll have your own drum beat in your head and that's kind of what I'm trying to like move towards vocally is like delivering performances that actually promote people to feel like a sense of creativity while listening yeah, yeah. it's fun it's very involved well, it sounds like you've already been thinking about it. Like even with the music, even though you, you technically didn't feel like you're doing it vocally, I think like the way you section instrumentation, like, you know, even in that song where the the, the drums were only for like a certain section of the, the that lower tone coming in, that's like, and then like it riding out, it's like, I don't know. I'm really excited to see like your next uh, projects and, and how you develop and experiment more because I, I only know it's going to get better and, and even more, you know, dynamic. So thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, man. And and yeah, the falsetto is beautiful. So don't don't thank stop you. singing high. No, <laughs> eliminate it. But yeah, use it use it more sparingly. I'd say. Um, but no, I appreciate you guys um, helping me out and you guys helped me out. Um, my earlier release, Dreamweaver, Beekeeper, you featured uh, an article or a little write-up for one of the songs. And yeah, I, I, I really appreciate, yeah, for calling me up. I really appreciate what you guys uh, have been doing and what you do for, you know, artists and musicians. It's sick. Hey, man, we like, we like the music, so we want to share with everybody we know. Thank you. <laughs> uh, stick it to them. I think this might be that's definitely one of my favorite songs off the project, uh, for mm -hmm. sure, when coming up. I don't know if you have any story behind this one, too. No, this was me trying to create a pop song and being like, okay, cool. This somewhat emulates a pop song. 
And then I yeah. just like, went into the studio and was like, hey, can you record this? I really like this drum part to my friend Peter. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's kind of right. this is probably my most shallow, okay. but I like so, it. <laughs> it works. Let's yeah. Check it out. <laughs> song cool all, all these are like these pivotal growing points for me uh in terms of just like trying stuff because of getting in the studio and it's cool to listen back and i'm excited for the future too and yeah i'm stoked so again, yeah i mean like like you said is probably the most pop you know straightforward pop song off the whole i think tape but the melodies again i think they're something special it's like the melodies that you come up with and like compare that with like the vocals and it's just just I think it takes it above just being you know another pop song for sure yeah thank you yeah I feel like that song again like I had a lot of 
ideas circulating and then to actually execute it was quite interesting, um, especially in like a live situation. Um, but yeah. Feels like it gives me like, um, like nostalgia. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It feels like kind of driving down like, you know, California coast, like back in like the 70s or something like that, like, you know, in a convertible or something like that. It's definitely got that feel to it. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I get a lot of people who say that about my music. They're like, oh, it feels like it's very classic rock, blah, blah, like has that element to it. And I totally didn't grow up listening to that stuff. Like, if anything, I, I grew up, I was like the youngest of two sisters and they were always playing like pop hits on the radio. And yeah. I feel like by that time, my parents were like, you know, putting me in front of the TV to watch Barney, whatever. So it's like, I like didn't grow up hearing like the Beatles or like Rolling Stones or any of that shit. I just kind of, um, I don't know, I guess moved towards it naturally. And I think also this studio space naturally lent itself to like that organ sound and like really good reverb and good like outboard effect stuff that probably helped develop the quality of sound that like makes it reminiscent of kind of classic rock era music because yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the new stuff I'm working on like that since quarantine I haven't been able to go to studios and it's like I've been doing it for my bedroom like a lot of it's far more um I don't know what to say like modern I guess but just like yeah there, there, there's definitely more modern elements to it that completely change the context of like hearing those falsetto vocals or whatever and like you know I'm still obsessed with harmonies and all that stuff but um the context is really different so it'll be interesting to share the, the newer stuff with everybody as well and see how people react. Can't wait to hear it um so were you like a Bastard Boys or Antique Family? Right. Well, oh, dude, I don't know. I, I definitely have vivid memories of NSYNC. Like, I feel like I had like their sticker on like, you know, my shower door or something, even though I like, didn't <laughs> like them. Like, it was just literally, I had two older sisters and like, yeah, I, I was always like turning on the Chicago pop radio station. But I think like the first records I ever bought were... I think it was uh, Blink-182, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, okay. and Nelly Country Grammar. I'm pretty sure those are the first things I bought from Best Buy. Hey, that's a interesting. That's a good mix right there. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, totally not in the realm of this. I guess, like, Blink-182 is more rock, but, like, it's, it's funny because I did not, yeah, like I said, did not grow up with classic rock. So Hey, Dre was one of my first records, along with like Wu-Tang and all that. So like, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Music tastes kind of evolved, but I think, you know, it all influences probably, it all probably influences how you come up with like your own sound, you know? Yeah, I, I think when it's like real, you know, that resonates. Like it doesn't even matter when it's from. It's like when you hear something and you're like, oh, this is just so legit and like coming from a place that feels so real like that's when it kind of that's what why music's so special i think is because it spans you know eras and like totally eliminates time it's like yeah it's yeah. just relevant you know if you listen to songs from whenever yeah so we're gonna get to this last one um before i so open up to anybody had any questions or comments you guys can type those in the chat and we'll kind of get to them at the end um but we're going to talk to this Cheryl, Cole, uh, Cheryl Crow cover. Strong enough. So uh, why Cheryl Crow? Um, 
don't know. I just really talk about like awesome voices and falsetto stuff. Like she is a legend. I love Sheryl Crow. Um, I probably started to hear her music just like happenstance when I was like a bit younger through like pop radio stuff again. But like her music always stuck with me. Like her melodies always stuck with me. And I kind of would listen back to that stuff, especially when I got to California. Like a lot of her music's great driving music. And um, I always was kind of like, man, I wish that like there was like some artist making this again because of, some of it's very like 90s production stuff where it's like corny fake like Congo drums or like really corny like perfected bass lines. And I was like, it'd be cool to make like a super broken down vulnerable version of this. Um, and the song Strong Enough is just like strikingly beautiful and vulnerable and uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just like drawn to it. Well, I can't say I've been the biggest Cheryl Crow fan or know her catalog <laughs> like that, but you know, I asked my resident Cheryl Crow expert, she she said it was a, a great uh, cover. So I'm going to have to agree that. with her on this one. So. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> so let's check it out. Sick. Strong Enough.
Shout out to Cheryl Crow. Hey, Cheryl Crow, so it's classic. Uh, I mean, from what I from what I heard, I think you did a great job on it, and it fits in really well, I think, with the overall project you have. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked on that one. I, I made that at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really, I really like that cover too. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it. So yeah, that is Other Niceties from Alvin. Let's give it up to him. Uh, I think you may, you know, we got two big fans here now, you know, definitely excited to see, uh, you know, what you have in the future. Like, I was, you know, we were, I think I told Therese earlier this week to check it out. And I think he was taking it back just like I was. I was like, oh, this is, I think there's something really special here. And I think you have a very unique and like refreshing sound compared to like what's out there. And I'm really excited to see what, you know, what you keep producing. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. And I loved the fact that, uh, you know, when you listen to new music and it catches you that way, and it's like, it's actually something you want to hold on to. You're like, damn, you know, like, okay, yeah, I really <laughs> fuck with this. Like, this is dope. Like, <laughs> so then, like, to to go into this event and, like, you'd be down to, like, share your music and talk about uh, each song with us like this and break things down. It's been, like, a blessing and Really appreciate you, you know, taking time to, you know, break down your craft a little bit with us and share. For sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really appreciative of you guys taking the interest, you know, mutual. So uh, this is recording and we'll, you know, we'll have this recording out uh, later on, maybe next couple of days or whatever on the website and, you know, other niceties out now, uh, where can people find it? Everywhere, anywhere. Anywhere, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. SoundCloud music yeah these are i don't even know it's, it's everywhere okay uh, um the internet you can find the record <laughs> <laughs> well we already have links to think a lot of your profiles on you know the actual listening uh party page so if you want to go check out his album for yourself and kind of have it in your collection definitely go do that uh it's premiered today and we were very excited to have been able to kind of put this out for people and you know i think, I think a lot of people are like you know what they hear and um, we're very excited for you oh yeah thank you fellas yeah again thank you thanks everybody who joined in and uh i'm excited teacher too <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna end this uh thanks everybody for watching and you know check out the website check out i one check you guys soon peace Stop for now everybody keep living life fearless yes <laughs> way to go albon thank you thank you <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>